Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's time for another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. And I gotta tell you, you looked at that episode description. You probably have an inkling as to uh, what's in store. You must be a little dirty one. Why would you come and listen to this episode? You know what it is. It's all Johnny. All the time. There's no guest. It's just me. We doing a solo pod. It's gonna be cool, question mark, slash emphatic statement of truth. Yeah, it's gonna be good. We're gonna do this. Hey, Johnny. Yeah? Eat anything good lately? The answer is yes. And it's the, the best version of eat anything good lately because it's something I made. Not to suggest I'm like ye olde master chef over here. But uh, I made something good this time. I am... I'm not going to say that I'm like a Asian noodle skeptic. Because I always enjoy the Asian noodle. But I also find that I do not get it very often. But not that long ago, uh, Gina and I ordered some Thai food. And Gina got some of those rice noodles. And God damn, they were good. And they were way better than what I got. I was like, fuck I got to get that next time. But then a little voice in my head was like, is it that hard to make these noodles? I don't know. I never I never try to make noodles like that. But then I got those little typey fingers going. Who wanted to say typey fingies didn't do it. Glad I didn't. But I uh, I, I got on I got on that search and I was like, can I make can I make noodles? Keep in mind vanilla face. And internet was like, hell yeah, make the noodles. And so I found a recipe for some uh, vegan drunken noodles. It was just like some basic ass uh, rice noodles and some tofu. I wanted to put, this was a vegan recipe, but the person who wrote it, you know, they always like going on and on about all the shit they tell you about before they give you the recipe. They're like, we're so sorry you can't use fish sauce. And I was like, God damn, I can use fish sauce. And I was like, Gina, I got this recipe. I'm going to put fish sauce in it and make it better. And she's like, fuck. Fish sauce blows. Which is not what I think. But she thought it. And so, I'm nice. Well, nice nice Johnny. Cut the fish sauce back out. Just use a bunch of other stuff. I'm not going to go tell you the recipe. It's what you think it is. It's a bunch of rice noodles. And it's a sauce that you'd expect as long as it doesn't have fish sauce in it. And it's some vegetables and you stir fry stuff. The only thing I really messed with, I read some stuff online, was like, it's going to be hard to actually get all that uh, stuff to even out cooking time-wise if you try to stir fry the noodles with everything else. So I kind of had two pans going and I did a separate pan with the rice noodles and then threw everything in at the end. And oh my God, it was so good. Had this last week and then just today I was like, hey gee, can I make... Can I make those rice noodles again? Can I make those drunken noodles again? We liked them so much. Now, we ended up delaying it. Had something else tonight. But soon, we're going to eat this again. And that, that's like a high praise coming from our household. You know, we, we don't have that many recipes we go through. But we tend to stretch stuff out and spread stuff out. And here I was like, twice in a week. Can we do it again? Can we do it again? Can we do it again? I loved it. Uh, so, you guys are probably all smarter classier, more attractive, funnier, list, the list goes on and on than me. But 
if on this one narrow thing, you're like, oh, I don't really try to stir fry noodles or make rice noodles or whatever. Well, you're fucking up. It's so easy to do and delicious. I loved it. Really good food by me. And uh, we'll go right into the next segment. Really good drink by me, except by me, huge question mark. Uh, I was at the store today, and I was like, well, probably going to do this solo podcast tonight. I've got a bunch of stuff, just as always. I guess I should have said this before, but you, you know the you know the game here. I got a bunch of stuff in my podcast topic list that I don't see getting out of there. And I'm like, I, I got to just do a solo one and clear stuff out. Tonight, I'm cleaning out my closet. I don't like Eminem. Uh, but anyway, I was still at the store, and they still had shitty drinks I can buy. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. It's worse when you laugh at yourself and there's nobody there to help, huh? But that's fine. Uh, anyway, Target, you know the place. They had thing. You probably recognize this bottle. Short little bottle. On the Rocks. Premium cocktails. On sale. $3.99. Not free 99 I did not steal it. And I did not be in 2009. Remember when people said that? Well, uh, this was none of those things. It was the, the future, which is where we live. And it was a price, three ninety nine. That was marked down because this is normally more. But I bought On the Rocks Premium Cocktails Aviation. Uh, I've had an aviation before. It's a good drink. It's got uh, gin and luxardo and lemon and uh, a violent liqueur. I don't know what it is. But uh, I'm sure this drink has none of those things. Because on the back, it simply says, a throwback to the era when airplanes were brand new. That's, that's, not, that's not bad copywriting. This classic gin cocktail, the aviation, is crafted with Larios, London Dry Gin. Do you know what Larios is? I don't. And flavors flavors of it should be looks this is a luxardo cocktail but flavors of cherry lemon and violet we enjoy luxardo because luxardo is the uh the liqueur that is not cherry flavored but cherry tree flavored they put the fucking branches in there it's good stuff anyway uh it's purple colored i think it's probably going to be somehow way overpoweringly violet but 3.99 i only had to buy one that's what we in the biz call as good as it gets. Let me put this pour right on mic. Boy, if that came through as well as it sounded in my headphone headphones, that sounded like some fucking foley work, but it was not. That was all real. Uh, I've got it here. For all my complaints about, uh, perspective complaints about it perhaps being overly violety it is outrageously lemon on the nose let's give it a taste uh first thoughts taste like bubble bath not in the worst way but not in the best either I'm gonna sip it one more time yeah don't think much of that Ha-ha. We'll continue to work that 
through that as the show goes on, but uh, I'm going to try to do, as I said, I'm, I'm trying. I want to clear out a bunch of stuff on the podcast topic list, and I also want to try to do some of the normal segments. So uh, we'll get to those as well. We've already done some. We already did eat anything good lately, and we did the new. We don't really have a name for it, but Johnny has some dumb drink, and perhaps the guest does too. So already, you as the listener, getting more than what you paid for. But let's switch over here. Let's do some... some, I'm going to call these phone topics, just because they're on my phone. These are things I want to get out, and then then I get to check the box, and they go away forever. So that will be good. Uh... Right up top. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one more thing. Before I start. Some of these are like little ideas of things I wanted to talk about. Because sometimes I do it that way on the show. I'm just like, I want to say this. And then the guests, we can see if that starts a conversation or see if it doesn't or whatever. And then some things were things I had intended to ask a guest. But didn't for a reason I'll discuss. And so to be clear, I will try to differentiate between those, but it should be obvious as well. Really, if I go into why I didn't use the topic, then you'll know that's a topic that I intended for someone else. And if I don't do that, well, that means that was just an idea I had that uh, I could never figure out a way to either make into a full topic or get on the show otherwise. Is this too much establishment? Of a thing that no one cares about? Yes. But that's okay. I think I talked about my distaste for animal crackers on this show previously. Perhaps even my prior solo episode. I'm not sure about that. I'm, I'm very confident, but 100% no. What's 100%? Nothing. I think I talked about how Animal Crackers is shipped before. I hope that's true, because they are. Everyone should know that. But it occurred to me today that Animal Crackers, very bad. Iced Animal Cookies. And I don't think they ever call them Iced Animal Crackers. I think they call them Iced Animal Cookies. And this is the kind where there's just some pink stuff kind of shimmering on it. It's almost somewhat translucent. And it's just on one side. There's like a little smear of pink on there. And they're not the same. They're, they're like uh, convex. No, they're concave instead of convex. Like it arcs out. You know what I'm getting at here. And often they come in just like a matte pink plastic bag looks like fucking shit now have i seen these in the last 15 years no do these still exist i don't know did i see them at the store today no but it occurred to me those are really good and i think those are just an adjusted version of animal crackers but with some icing on them and they're much better now there's there's so little icing and they look like trash so if it feels like they're either reusing something or they're trying to get something over on us. But those are good. And that's weird that there'd be... Like, why would the original version exist? I don't understand. When this better one exists. But then you also have a second step 
which is that there's an even more prevalent one, which is sometimes called iced animal cookies again, or frosted animal cookies. And this time, they're like totally coated all the way around in either like white or pink. And I would call this frosting rather than icing. It's thicker. It's not shiny. It has a matte finish, uh, like the bag from the other one, not the cookie. And then also often, but I think not necessarily, has like tiny spherical uh, sprinkles on it. Those are extremely good. I ran into those at the store today, and I was like, I haven't had those in a, a dog's age, he said, using the normal language that he uses. And I brought them home, and... I was making my dinner, and I was like, well, what about a little break from making dinner? One cookie. I go over and get it. Goddamn fucking amazing. Better than any number of uh, normal-ass normie cookies I might have gotten. I don't understand any of the angles anybody's got in the animal cracker game. I feel like something's up. Doesn't make sense. Why... Why is there so much stuff? Why are there so many versions? Why are they all called the same thing? But the good ones are good, and I like them. I forgot about how the last time I did this, one of my big key key features was a little game called Letting It Ride. We're going to let it ride. There's uh, a lot of a lot of con- so everybody loves garlic, right? You know garlic. This is not going to be entirely food, but we open we open in food heavy. A lot of kinds of garlic out there. Uh, basically, though, boils down. I think I don't know. Maybe maybe there's super garlic. I guess there's like black garlic. I'm not buying black garlic at the store. I'm sure there's other weird stuff and whatever. It, basic. Basic ass garlic. You got garlic powder, jarlic, and actually get some garlic. Like get the cloves. Boy, I hope I'm not missing something obvious here. Uh, I think, and this is the case with a lot of things. The middle version has so little use. The jarlic. Does nothing for you. I mean, I, I, I guess certainly in the absence of anything else, perhaps you want the garlic, but I, I don't ever want the garlic. I like the real garlic, but also I think the garlic powder has its role. Doesn't now? Does it really taste like garlic? Not really, but it's good. But you know what? I've I've come to discover in uh, recent days. You know what my real preference is. Combo garlic. The the garlic stays out in the yard. But why aren't you just using garlic powder and take some garlic cloves and mince them up? Put them both in there. I feel like we're covering a wider range of the garlic spectrum when we do this. And wouldn't we want to do that? Don't we want to taste every taste that garlic has to let us taste? Sounds good to me. I wonder uh, 
I like Lenny Ryan, but it also I just the the long the line and audacity here that is so obviously silence is is frightening. First thought: It is a a cold winter's eve as I sit here for posterity on January seventeenth, twenty twenty four. I could get like a, I'm sure I could find a recording of like a crackling fire and put underneath this. Maybe you've been hearing it the whole time, or maybe it's starting now, or maybe I'm not doing it, depending on some combination of uh, how difficult it is to do and how it sounds, and if I think it's funny that it pops in right where I say that, but... Part of me's kind of thinking you might have been hearing that the whole time. I kind of hope for your sake that's the case. This aviation's not getting better, guys. Aviation, a good drink. This, this uh, on the rocks, premium cocktails. It's uh, I think it's doing wrong by the aviation. I think the aviation is is better than this. Too much lemon. Too much floral. Not landed for, for your boy. Pop snap. Fire. Boy, if the fire. I don't know. Is it worse if the fire was happening there? It wasn't. I'm not sure. Something better be happening. I'm not cutting all this down. This is this is the chill winter's eve pod. Maybe that's what I'm going to call it. Episode 100 and something and other featuring Johnny and a chill winter's eve. Does that sound good? Sound, does that sound like a nice time for you, you fellas and ladies? Ladies and fellas? Hmm. I got a take. You guys ready for this take? You know how uh, in the wintertime it gets cold. I saw a friend of show... Matt Schmidt the other day saying it got so cold in Chicago in his apartment that his uh, furnace, his heat, ran for some preposterously large multi-day period of time. And there's nothing you're going to do about that. It wasn't because, I'm, I'm sure he did not have his heat set to 75. This is what's up. And I bet if you walked around his house and you stood in the right place, you're probably still fucking kind of cold. And that's, that's how it is in my place too. Sucks, and so I uh, have very much acknowledged that you gotta just you gotta buckle up. And when the time comes, you don't just turn the heat up. Even acknowledging what the that might even do could not be that much. You gotta put some warmer clothes on. And so I put those warmer clothes on. And sometimes you're like, God damn, it ain't been zero in a minute. And so then you go and you. You get a blanket. And so imagine if someone who... Imagine if you were going outside and you said, Oh, well, it's pretty cold outside. i got to get warm. Step one, I'll put on warmer clothes. That's pretty smart. People will say, yeah, smart by you. And you said, step two, I'm going to put, I'm gonna put a, a blanket over me. You know what people would say? Where the fuck is your hat? Here's the take. Normalize. Wearing a stocking cap in your house. I did it the other day when it was really cold. God damn, did it make me feel better. And great news. 
I, I'm not saying go get your winter coat and put it on because that's very uncomfortable. A nice soft stocking cap is nice to wear. And like if you keep the temps right, you're not going to like sweat in it and you're, it, it's just going to improve the way you feel in the house. I, I think that we... I know all that shit about like oh 80% of your body heat leaves to your head. That that's all bullshit. That doesn't that doesn't make any sense and that's not true. But if your entire body is covered and you're cold and your head is uncovered, you it seems like the easy the number one thing you should do put something warm on your head. You know how you got uh, a lot of people, including me, got house shoes or maybe specifically in the winter like warm slippers yeah i don't wear my fucking nikes around in the house but i want something on my feet when it's cold same goes for your head maybe we should all start wearing a very nice stocking cap that only stays in the house never goes out in the yard now is this a nightcap not really I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get in that ball that hangs down like past my nipples. I'm not getting the long thing. I don't think that's that's that also doesn't seem very warm. I think stocking caps the way to go. But uh, why don't we just accept wearing stocking caps in the house? I think it might be the the smartest thing to do. Might warm us up real good. Ooh. That adding much? I don't think so. I'll stop doing it now. Uh, before we get into our next segment, which is I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to announce, is going to be the I like this better. Uh, oh no! Podcast playlist game. I will uh, knock out one of my. Uh, things that I, I had been hoping to bring up with somebody else and it's I had a conversation with someone not someone in the group someone distinct you don't know them but I was having a conversation with someone recently and they said that uh, they had been doing something which I won't say what it was but they've been doing something they realized like this is like the most boring possible distraction from death and so and that's all it is so they're going to stop doing it and i think it was, I, I, it was like it wasn't playing like a mobile game on their phone but it was something along those lines and when this person said this to me my instant thought was do you think there's anything that's not a distraction from death The answer is no. I mean, what? That's that's why you do everything. People don't like to talk about this. You don't like to hear about it. I don't like to say it, but I do like to say it, don't I? I like to say it so bad, but I could never figure out a way to bring it up on the podcast, and it seemed like it would lead to such a bad and depressing discussion. So, like here, it is on the podcast that I do alone, and guess what? Now it's a topic where it's like, oh, isn't it funny? How negative Johnny is. We all disagree with him. And so it was totally fine. I didn't put anybody on the spot. Nobody had to hear about like, oh yeah, I do or do not think that. And 
goddamn, what if somebody thought about it and decided they did think that? That would be bad for them. They don't want to think that. Ain't nobody want to think that. We're moving on already. Every time I go back to this fucking drink, it's worse than the last time. Uh, you guys know the next subject. Next subject topic. It's the... I like this better. Podcast playlist. Project? Not really like game. Uh, I want to start out by saying this This playlist rules. Uh, we have such good stuff on here. And not to disparage anything else, I love everything on it. But specifically, just the, the Withers Bowie Clash stuff. If you told me at the beginning... Like, name artist you will expect to put at the very top of things. That's that's high end of my own personal favorites. So, uh, the fact that we got to those so quickly, I think, speaks well to this. And I really have, uh, do sincerely mean it when I say that this has come up before. But goddamn, do I think we were making a listenable and exciting playlist that uh, we haven't done before, that the other playlists have not been things that you'd actually want to sit down and listen to. This is good stuff. Uh, that said, the high quality of the playlist means only that I will have to take more of a swing to successfully add something that I can sincerely say I like better than everything on the playlist. So I'm going to have to do that. And my song is Nights on Broadway. Bee Gees. Uh, It's a remarkable song. It is very silly and corny and emblematic of the extent to which BGs were like, uh, even at the height of their success, kind of like pretty innocent young kids who honestly started out not really singing in any particularly notable way, just having, uh, just having voices that went together well and then landed on something. And by most accounts that I'm aware of, this is like where they really landed on. What if we just a crazy falsetto band? And you can hear it. It doesn't start that way. It comes in over time. And it's... I don't know. Maybe if we could get like a professional musician like John Huber to come back onto the show. He could tell me about this. I don't know if there's a word or a phrase that describes this. But this has been a, a style of song I've, song I've always really liked. Which is that every time it goes through the main part, it picks up a little bit more. Like there's either another instrument added in or another vocal part or something interesting happens until the song. And so you can just feel the song growing throughout it. And then it might go back to some verse thing and do whatever. But then every single time it comes back to, you know, the chorus or whatever you call it there, it is it is a larger than it was before. And I, I think this, this, this is an incredible example of it. I won't go into too much details, but... Too much detail, but when I listened, I, I decided I was going to do it tonight, and I listened to it before I put it on, and I thought about the way it builds on itself and how 
every time you get back to the part you're excited to hear, it's bigger than it was before. It honestly reminded me of the Stars and Stripes Forever. Uh, one of my favorite songs. When we do uh, uh, 1890s uh, uh, playlist, boy, I'm going to be putting Stars and Stripes Forever on there and That'll be in the playlist for me because I will have gone to the top of the mountain personally. But that song is incredible in the extent to which it just continually like, oh, what about this little part? What about this little part? What about this little part? And then by the end of the song, it is like collapsing under its own weight and just lumbering itself forward as best it can. And I think that's incredible. Uh, Really good song. As is... The song I actually chose, Nights on Broadway. We're excited about it, and we're going to hear it a lot in the future on this excellent playlist. I think this is one of those things that people probably recognize at relatively, and again, relatively, boy, it's just a, a, a total cheat. I bet everybody has thought of this before, and I think I even I have thought of this before, but I recently had occasion to re-recognize, like, continents don't make any sense. Continents are just bullshit, right? Here's a continent, Australia. Here's a continent, all of the Americas. Maybe Africa's separated enough, but not really. And then everything else is just a continent. But also a bunch of these things are islands, and for some reason we say they're parts of continents. Fuck continents, man. Did I think of this well high? Actually, no. I know this is such an easy high person thought. It isn't what happened. It's not the case. It didn't happen. Not this time. Um... I just, you look at that fucking map. Europe and Asia are one thing. And people were like, oh, but India, the subcontinent. Fuck no, India is just there. The continent, just like everything else. None of these things are distinct. Do you think I should have had Lee Mensch on the show and shouted this at him and seen what happened? I do, kind of. Not this time. Here's one I won't actually go into too hardcore, but I had a note. I guess I'll just I'll just start by reading the note. Remind audience that the sh- on of, of show that you used to bully Matt Schmidt on the podcast a lot. Then ask Matt Schmidt at, at God damn, no edits. This is too perfect. Remind audience. You used to bully Matt Schmidt on pod. Then ask Matt Schmidt, what do you think happens when you die? I think it is a funny, the the concept in general is okay. Of like, hey, do you remember I used to do this? Wasn't that bad? That sucks. This build up is very obvious. And I just, I don't think that the, uh, what do you think happens when you die? I don't think it's en- in enough of an about face. And I also just think the, bullying Matt Schmidt thing is played out. So we didn't do that. Ever. Have I had that? 
in the uh, list for over a year, yes. But in a lot of ways, my decision not to use it is actually more emblematic of my good character than anything else. Here's another one I had for a while. How do you argue with your significant other? And I, 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 I maintain this is a fun concept. But I thought about it a lot. And I just ultimately concluded there was nobody that I felt comfortable enough talking about this with. It, it, especially in terms of like, can you speak freely about this? Or are you going to talk about this? And be concerned that your significant other will listen to this and either like not like what you said or, oh God, use it in a future fight against you. All bad options. I didn't like it, but I brought it up and this was one I intended as a final topic on the podcast, which is where I usually am willing to answer the question myself as well. I'm going to tell you about how I argue with Gina and you guys can, uh, now anytime I talk about how I handle something with Gina, uh, anybody come away from the, away from that thinking, boy, Johnny is good and smart. No, the answer is no, this will be no, no exception. Uh, uh, so my notes here include, I suck. And this is the most notable one. I start telling Gina, which of her arguments are legitimate and which are not, and those I don't want to hear anymore. And so I, I specifically break down, I think you're making good points here and here, but these two I don't think are legitimate arguments, and I, I won't hear them. So stop making, stop raising lows, and let's just talk about the others. Uh, you will be shocked to learn this is not effective. It's not a good way to have an argument, and people having an argument with you do not want to hear uh, concise and conclusory statements about which of their arguments are legitimate and which are not. Uh, I honestly believe I am right in these circumstances. But as we all know, being right is a percentage of what's important in an argument with your significant other. But it's not the whole thing, and it's really not even most of it. So, uh, in making declarations about the effectiveness or honestness or legitimacy of others' arguments and refusing to discuss them further is not what's up. Bad job by me, but I'll be honest, here's the realness. I, uh, I wrote this in my, my app here a while ago, and it made me think about it more when this has come up, and I think I've done a better job about it. And you know what else that's true about? Watching TV and movies with Gina. I did that that episode where I talked about how I watched the show. And I was like, god damn, this is a bad luck. You clean this up a little bit? Feeling like I cleaned it up a little bit. And feeling like I'm watching more TV and movies with Gina. Who can believe it? Sauce talk. Changing lives. Starting with me. time for our next uh, main subject on the podcast. Johnny. 
What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Well, that's an easy question. The answer is... Now, there's more than one name for this. So, and there could be some dispute about what all these... If, if all these names are the same. So I will clarify after I have completed. But what I am discussing, what I am bringing to the table today is mayo and mustard slash mayo stirred slash mustard ANAs. Whatever you want to call it, I am specifically saying mayo and mustard stirred together. I love sandwiches. But oftentimes, and I love mayo and mustard, but oftentimes you get some mayo. This is, I think, the most common version. Some mayo spread on your bread or whatever, whatever's the outside of your sandwich. And then some mustard just kind of drizzled around. And that's fine. I like that just fine. But nothing competes with get a little cup or whatever thing, little jar, put some mayo in it, put some mustard in it, and then get a spoon or a fork and stir it like crazy. Make it into a singular thing and then spread that on the bread. Always better. I have gotten... Uh, I used to talk a lot about Subway tuna sandwiches on this podcast, but honestly, I still have not had one in a very long time. And I even have fallen out on ordering the Jersey Mike's tuna sub. Soft stomach listeners might fast forward ahead to a minute now. What I've really gotten into now is buying the like thin, thin packet of tuna from the grocery store. And so it's like you, you tear the corner and open it up. And there's like enough uh, tuna salad inside the packet, which is shelf stable, that you, you can put that onto like toast or a bagel or a bun or whatever. But then the realness is get that get that mayo mustard stuff and maybe, maybe a little sliver of some hot sauce, maybe a slice of pepper jack, throw all that on there. Oh my God. What a nutrient-dense, protein-heavy, low-effort lunch you have just made for yourself. If you can stomach it. I know a lot of people don't want to eat this. I want to eat this. It's really good. But in so doing, it has immediately reminded me. So again, I, I make a big deal. I've had this like three times in the last month and a half. But I kind of think I'm going to keep it up. And it also has made me recognize anytime I'm doing anything with the mustard and mayonnaise, do not just slop them on there. Take 30 extra seconds, throw them in a ramekin, jostle them around together, make it into a, a, a single uh, sauce instead of just, oh, there's some here and there's some here and this bite has too much mustard and oh, it hurts my eyes and this bite is just mayonnaise and it's plain and blah. No. Every bite perfection. 
that good sauce? Hope that's good sauce. Uh, this is something I've had in my phone for a long time, and I I believe it even predates uh, multiple, at least one, if not more than one, Margaret appearances on the podcast. But, and I just I just want Margaret to do name that noodle some more. I don't know why it's not happening. I need it in my life. Margaret, do name that noodle. And if you're not up for it, I feel like you have a co-conspirator. Pressure your co-conspirator to do name that noodle more. Whatever it takes. I need name that noodle. Is good. I watched the movie Saltburn recently. And if you want to talk about that, hit me up. We'll talk about it. I won't say, I won't spoil anything. I won't even try to tell you what to think good or bad about it. But one of my takeaways, this is this is a movie from about people in England. And they, many of them, rich. And uh, they're going around the house and they're like, check out this room. Check out this room. Big fancy house. I've never been in a house like this. Way too fancy. But here's what I don't get. Now I know this is England. And it's old over there. But I feel like I see this in fancy house in America too. When I watch the TV. Again, I've not been to a house like this. They're going around the house like, this is a blue room. It's blue. This is the green room. It's green. This is the yellow room. It's yellow. And so on. You see what I'm getting at. Why even have so many rooms if all that is different is color? Why not? This is the game room, and this is the podcast studio, and this is where we keep our Funko Pops. Like, shouldn't the theme be anything but the color? And the fact that you have color rooms indicates that you are not interesting or smart enough to have such a big house. No. Obviously, anyone that rich fucking sucks shit, and a good idea for them would be gun in mouth and pull trigger. But even disregarding that, you can't do anything fun. Green room, blue room, yellow room. Fucking bullshit. Fun rooms. Uh, a lot of people have said, Johnny. How was your how was your Christmas this year? Did you have a good Christmas? And I'm willing and ready to answer. Christmas in review. 6.5. This is one I have debated if I could try to prep someone to talk about this. But I ultimately concluded the answer was no. But I've I think a lot about, and I think I think this is meaningful, but maybe only to me. But I sometimes spend time thinking, if there was another version of me that was round, that existed, that was a real person, what would I think of them? 
would I think that was a that was a good person? Would I like that person? Would I hate that person? Um, and first off, think to yourself: Do you have? Do you think this is interesting? Would you? Do you wish you had been asked this question, or are you like, oh, thank God, he never hit me with that? But. I, I bet you're thinking this question sucks. I don't know. But for me, when I think about it, I know for a fact if there was another person who was like objectively exactly me, but I couldn't tell that it was like my clone, I would utterly despise them. I would think they were the worst person. I am certain I would think they were decidedly unfunny. Uh, I know that I would I would constantly say that girls were too nice to him and it didn't make any sense and they should be shitty to him instead. I would think that he should be dead because of badness. And then uh, my easily the, the thing I'm most comfortable, I would definitely think that he, that other guy, thinks... That he is like, like a radical leftist and has such interesting beliefs. But actually only that's true of me. I guess this is one I can knock out. Uh, that we d- I did a bunch of times with other people. And boy, I hope I didn't actually do it. Because I don't remember doing it. But I've done a lot of episodes of the podcast. And sometimes I forget about the things I have talked about. Um... But we did first drinks, first alcoholic drink, a bunch of times. If I did this, and you remember what I said, the next 90 seconds will not be for you. I apologize. They may be for no one. They may not even be for me. But uh, I can. I still had this on my list. I don't think I'm going to run it back anymore because I think we ran through everybody I intended to ask about it. But uh, I do remember my first drink, which was in two. Th- uh, let's see. I would. I can probably even narrow it to October two thousand four. I was nineteen, very old, lame, and I had started dating a girl, and then. She was a little bit older than me. She was 21. Scandalous. And she found out I had never had a drink before. And was like, oh my god. And she was like, well, that's got to change. And so she was like, we are going to hang out and you are going to have a drink. And so she, uh, for a weekend in that time frame, Got us a hotel room. And I was not eating carbs at the time. Now, if you you can imagine that, like, this was the first lady I dated. And is it a crazy coincidence that I, like, stopped eating carbs? Got, like, svelte as fuck. And uh, then all of a sudden some lady hanging around. Probably not. But you, you fucking know what happened after that. That's okay. Uh, 
But she was like, I'm going to get his room, and I'm going to buy a handle of Bacardi Superior and a two liter of Diet Coke. Because then you ain't got no carbs. And you can just you can just drink all of this. And so we went and hung out. And I have like the lightest of memories of the beginning of the evening. And be like, God damn, booze tastes like shit. This sucks. I don't like drinking. And I kept I just I had like, I don't know, three drinks, whatever. And I was like, I don't feel like I feel anything at all. Don't care. And I know that she raised the question of like shots at some point but i honestly don't think that happened that night but i it 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 gaps out bro you know what i'm saying here uh and then like flash forward i have memories of like room spinning i'm throwing up and like she's crying being you know why she's crying because she knows it's her fault she was like, I'm going to take you on this special journey. And instantly I'm like, I hate everything. And boy, I did hate everything. And I felt like the, the worst I ever felt the next day. And I was like, booze ain't it. Uh, and I still hate Bacardi Superior. I hope I haven't told that before. But hey, if I have. Maybe I, I told her this time, different this time, and you liked it more. Who knows? Here's one I never could get the nerve up, nerve up for. But I thought it would be funny to ask someone, just like cold out of nowhere, do you have any sex problems? And if you have been on the podcast in the last, honestly, 15 months, please know that I looked through the thing and thought, is it reasonable that I ask this person, do you have any sex problems? And every time I was like, no, obviously, why do you think you know this person well enough? What if they do? Obviously, what if they do? What a shitty thing it will be if you find out this person has sex problems and then as a joke you say, do you have any sex problems? Uh, so I never asked it. And it's still a bad idea. And I'm glad I never asked it. That said, if it had worked, it would have been funny. I have long considered a final main subject on reusable bags, but I can't come up with enough subtopics to get it there. Um, I've thought that if I ask someone who doesn't live in Chicago, they could tell me about what the rules are where they live about reusable bags. I could ask about their favorite one. My favorite one is from Trader Joe's. And it's like brown and it's it's not made of plastic. It feels like it's like it's not straw, but it's heavy. I don't know what the fuck it's made out of. I don't know. It's good. It it it's it's longer. Let's see it, it it's wider but not longer than a standard one, so it can fit a lot more. And the handles are almost like ropes. Perhaps you know this bag. 
In fact, I'll even throw this out there. I think Matt Schmidt, I have two of these. I think one of them is at Matt Schmidt's house right now because I took stuff uh, over to his house for New Year's Eve and then uh, left it over there. And Well, it's only the 17th, so I haven't been back yet. Matt Schmidt will be in touch about that soon. Um, I also, the only other thing I come up with is that from a strategy standpoint, I don't like to take the bag from the, if I have a, a Trader Joe's bag, that doesn't go to Trader Joe's. And if I have a Target bag, that doesn't go to Target. Trader Joe's bag goes to Target. Target bag goes to Trader Joe's. Two reasons. One, there's no question. I don't like it when they're like, uh, did you buy this? I'm like, fuck no. I already have bags. Don't accuse me of trying to steal this bag. I hate that. And then also, I I don't want them to think I'm loyal. I don't. I want them to think, oh, ooh, boy, was that Trader Joe's recently better act right to impress him? That's what I want. I want people to think this guy will go to any grocery store at any time. Got to do the best we can do, or otherwise he'll never be back. And that's the truth. Don't talk to me too much at Trader Joe's, and don't talk to me too little. No, just don't talk to me. I think I'll do one more. Uh, I won't reveal who, but someone I talked to recently told me that uh, Mike and Margaret hate burping and that uh, it would be funny to use this against one or both of them on a future episode. And I loved the idea and I instantly took it down. I was like, this is fucking great. I'm going to do it. And then I, I tried to come up with ways to bring up burping or gross them out or do something so terrible. It mostly made me realize that I also really hate burping and I had no idea how to work it in. So I'm taking this off the, off the list as well. And it just, we didn't, I didn't ever get anything out of it. And so Mike and Margaret, if you had felt like some sort of negative aura, you were concerned that someone was thinking about thrusting burping upon you and what a sentence that is, then, then you should, you should feel that weight lifted off your shoulders, lifted off your, he wished he knew diaphragm. I don't know, whatever does burping in you, lift it off of that. Because uh, I'm not going to do it. You, you're gonna you're gonna make it through just fine no burps allowed I'm gonna do plugs uh, I plugs are just the I, I, I know that uh, we we had a period that everyone referred to as peak TV and we all loved it and that we are now decidedly beyond that that uh, this is not that we do not reside in an era of peak TV uh, for lots of reasons things get cancelled sooner than they ought to things don't get made even though it seems like they should be obvious hits uh, things get all sorts of bad stuff happens we don't have the TV we ought to but also importantly we don't all watch the same thing so it's hard to lock anything down 
it's hard that we don't have like single huge event television the way we used to and that uh, it, it's for better or for worse but one of the ways it's worse is that it is i believe less fun to consume things when you're not part of a giant collective it's too bad but there's there's still a lot of good stuff and so first off i'm going to note again i am still sorting through my feelings on that finale of the curse but what is what a strange show that was what a scary show as i i told someone recently i feel like i watched 90% of that show through like my gated hands like my hands over my face horrified can't believe it so much scary stuff and then the finale is just i i i still deciding how i feel but i think i like it a lot um but more importantly ongoing things and uh do i think there's anybody else out there who's excited about these two things i'd love to meet them i don't know uh on cinema is back on cinema at the cinema with tim heidecker and greg turkington Remains one of my very favorite things. They got uh, severely delayed. They traditionally do a season in the f- a season in the fall, and then an Oscar special live concurrent with the Oscars. Uh, the Oscar specials are completely insane, but generally wrap up how things go and are the highlight of every season. Last year's Oscar special is one of the more creative and interesting things I've ever seen. But I don't. Like the show is so recursive and so bending back upon itself, I don't know how to talk about any of it, other than if you ever think to yourself, maybe I would like to get into that, hit me up and I, I could walk you into the shortest path. But it, it's so good, and the new season is looking incredible. And because of the strikes last summer, they got started late this year, and they are going to walk straight from the season into the Oscar special, and I think it's looking extremely good. I love this show so much. Five bags of popcorn. And and a, a little like toy emblem of Greg Turkington dressed as the Joker. So that's my rating. Uh, and then the other thing, so as a normal person, my two favorite things that I'm so excited are going on right now are On Cinema, At the Cinema, and the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race looks a lot like Oops All Villains uh, in a really good way. And I'm thrilled about it. And I can't believe that for the next several weeks, every week, I get to watch both of these shows. It's amazing. It's such a fun time. Uh, nice work if you can get it but also like it, really the plug is acknowledge when the special things in your life are happening when things you like are there n- nothing lasts very long at least who knows how long anything will continue to be enjoy your stuff look around see what you got going right now pretty good uh that's going to be it. I'm going to wrap it up. I God, I hope there was some fireplace sounds all this time. What if there wasn't? I got to do it. Uh, but in the meantime, best wishes in the intervening days.